0: Welcome to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. This show was created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we are delighted to have author, healer, and animal communicator, Vicki Draper, on our show.
0: Vicki Draper is a highly regarded modern day animal healer and author who supports family animals with health, harmony, and ease, addressing wellness during every stage of an animal's life. With her skill set, she serves people locally in the Seattle area, nationally, and internationally, and has for over 21 years. A natural born animal communicator, Vicki's qualifications as a healer for both people and animals include being a licensed massage therapist, a certified acupressurist, and Reiki master teacher with training in cranial sacral therapy. She is the creator of Healing You, Vimir, and Healing Your Animal, Natural Healing Essences, available online and in stores and in her classes. Her books, Bridging True Love Connection and Healing Between You and Your Animals, and Heart to Heart, How You Can Heal Your Animal Through All Stages of Life, both offer wisdom and insight into bridging the gap between you and your animal, as well as offering up tools for you to help your animal heal. Her expertise is known for encompassing her Sherlock Holmes-inspired investigative skill, Dr. Doolittle communication, with a fairy godmother-like oversight and compassion. Overall, Vicki helps to facilitate a happy and healthy home for the humans and their animals.
1: Animals are exceptional creatures and are always trying to communicate with us. They are happy to share how they feel, what works for them or doesn't, and even whether they're confused or in pain. Unfortunately, most people are not trained or experienced in sending and receiving these messages, so they're unable to understand how to provide the love, care, and optimal health that their animal deserves. We try our best to be good caretakers. but Without opening the channel to true communication with a deep, rich, profound understanding, it's just not enough. Is it really possible to communicate with animals? The answer is yes. Animal communication really is possible, and even more than that, when done right, it's incredible how well it works. Similar to how radio waves, Wi Fi, or satellite frequencies work, we become senders and receivers of invisible information that is easily accessible once you know how. All we have to do is tune in and connect heart to heart, mind to mind then tap into the universal innate language of all species. We do that by practicing a high level of energetic communication until we are able to confidently send and receive accurate information and messages.
0: So everyone stay tuned for more of this exciting show.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at Roryreich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com.
3: Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more. Sakura, skinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.
4: The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com.
0: Welcome back to this episode of Love from the Hip Presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month, at noon on every second Sunday on KBKW and every second Sunday on Cape Town Zone Radio, 88.5 FM, from 9 to 10 p.m. Cape Town time. Today we have the pleasure of having author, healer, and animal communicator, Vicki Draper on our show. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Vicky.
3: Hi.
1: How are you doing?
3: I am doing good, thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Good, good We're happy to Happy to have you. <laughs> and where are you calling in from?
3: I am in Arch Cape, Oregon right now, enjoying the ocean and the cooler weather than Seattle. Not too
1: far away.
3: With your beautiful Kentucky accent.
1: I know. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Okay, so can you tell our listeners about your very first experience communicating with animals uh, and how old were you when this happened?
3: Yes, Um, as a child, you always found me with the animals and helping them and um, it was just a natural, we were on the same wavelength. Um, I was 11 years old when I had a kitten that got diagnosed with distemper and was given a week to live and so I did what was natural to me and it was that loving and that connecting and that energy healing that somehow i knew it was helping and then i didn't have the language for it but i got the white light we were surrounded with the healing energy and i couldn't rebound and lived many more healthy years mm-hmm. so uh i can remember that to this day uh you know and that was many years ago without dating myself too much <laughs> um what did your family think when that happened They, uh, they didn't realize it, (laughs) uh, at that time, animals were outside. They were, you know, I guess mom busy with two children and, uh, everything else. So I was the one with taking care of the cats.
1: Yeah. Did you, did you question that experience at all at the time or just seemed natural?
3: Oh, I did not. It just seemed natural. So it was like, oh, Okay. And it wasn't until looking on it years later that I was like, oh, wow, that's what happened. Um, And so I didn't realize that, yeah, all these animals that I was connecting with, and they were coming up to me, they were showing me their owies. And I didn't Mm -hmm. realize it at the time that I was helping them until, you know, now looking back on it.
0: Yeah. So when did you come to realize you were really using animal communication and that you were and were and are, in fact, an animal communicator?
3: That funny enough, that's been within the last 10 years because people kept telling me I was doing it and I didn't know that I was because I didn't know what that entailed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had already opened my healing practice with the animals doing massage and acupressure and cranial sacral, and then later I did Reiki, but early on uh, I was doing the massage, acupressure, and cranial. And people would tell me I was communicating but I didn't see it so I had uh, animal communicators and me we would do dual sessions where they would do the communicating and I'd be doing the healing and then I started picking up on well I knew that I knew that you know what they were saying and so it it took me I guess building confidence and learning so when I took the animal communication class it's like oh I am doing this. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's almost like kind you, of interesting.
1: You, you had these knowings, but right. you just weren't really trusting yourself at the time.
3: Yes, because yeah. it was natural to me. And so uh, then I had to learn what their language looked like to know that I was speaking their language.
0: And I'm curious too, when you actually became certified in Reiki, did it come in even more so for you? And was it a lot it easier? It did. Yeah.
3: It did. Yeah, it just kept increasing my skill set, uh, or well, increasing the channels. So, right. you know, more information, more powerful energy coming through me. Um, yeah, you always hear Reiki
0: is a gateway modality. So mm-hmm. I have to ask.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about what's happening when you're communicating with an animal. Are you seeing things? Are you hearing things? How can you tell what's coming from an animal or potentially even what's coming from uh, the animal's owner?
3: Okay. Well, those very good questions. So for me, I, uh, get the visuals, I get the hearing, I hear what they're saying and it's in my voice, but I know it's them, not my head is different. Um, and I get the feeling I'm very, uh, sensitive to their feelings so combining those three it'll come in either all three at once or one of the different channels to communicate with them and when uh working with people uh it's those same channels yet it's different so if i have the animal and the person in the same session i know there's two different energy sources so i can distinguish which one it's coming from Cause it's like two different channels created. Uh, and uh, so it's very interesting. And even when there's multiple animals, like sometimes I get called in for, you know, uh, animals that aren't getting along with each other. Uh, then I have both of those animals have like a different channel set up with me. So I can tell which animal it's coming from. Uh, even when we're on the phone, you know, if I can't see them even.
1: it's like a distinct voice.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when you're talking about feeling, does that mean you're feeling what the animal is feeling or what does that mean?
3: Sometimes yes. Uh, and sometimes it's, I can feel when the block clears and um, so yes, sometimes I'll get like a stomach ache. That's not mine. So mm-hmm. as soon as it's clearing from them, it clears from me. So, uh, sometimes um, I get a headache. And so I know the animal has a headache because it's not mine that organic clears. And then my body has become sensitive to the energy that I will either cough or yawn as my body is processing what's coming through. So I know when the release has happened and mm-hmm. I know if it's a big heavy piece of energy so I'll start coughing because it's like it's just clearing, um, clearing yeah, <laughs> that out and it's like oh, <laughs> so I have to explain to the people what's happening. That's not like I'm sensitive <laughs> and it's yeah, that, this is common.
0: <laughs> so, having met other animal communicators, what would you say sets you apart from them?
3: Well, uh, that is a very good question. With my healing experience, I don't just talk to the animal. We actually do the work at the same time. Like we find out what the issue is, we go to start helping it. And uh, so that is one big piece because it's different to be able to just go on and resolve it than to know it and not know what to do with it. Right. And then the other is I do work with the people two. And so um
0: and why I, is that so important to address the issues of the the people or you, you call it
3: the guardian, is that correct? Yes.
0: Yeah.
3: Well there's multiple layers there. The guardian and the animal, I'm a translator helping them get on the same page with communication. Mm. Well also as being energy beings the guardian may have issues that the animal takes on because they're trying to help. Mm. And if it gets stuck in their body, then they start having the physical issues that their guardian is having. Um, And so in a session, get that cleared from the animals, get the person aware that they, you know, that this issue is impacting their pets and that see what they're doing to get it taken care of and can do a little work in the session as well immediately. Hmm. Now, do
0: sometimes do their issues get addressed without them even knowing it? The guardians? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is a very good question because yes, uh, I set up a special container for the healing session and the per the guardians in the energy with the animal at the same time. So they are receiving healing energy, whether they realize it or not. And, uh, Sometimes they'll say, "Oh, I feel so refreshed afterwards," and uh, I just smile. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I've had one client that uh, was working with her dog, and she goes, "My shoulder just released." She goes, "I've been trying to get that released," <laughs> and so, um, so sometimes they are aware that it is happening.
1: Yeah, I'm curious, why do animals try to take on these? issues from their guardians is it is it actually something that an animal can can assist with or is it just that they're trying to help and
3: my belief uh is that they're trying to help because they do it and they no matter how much i can tell my own animals not to do it they still do it for me Mm. um and i noticed this with all my clients and all their animals that their animals just want to help. And so uh, that's where then I start teaching them about setting up protections and how to support their animals. And that's why it's also very important for the energy clearing with your animals because Mm -hmm. um, they are doing it and we got to help them. Right. So uh, setting up the boundaries you would say. Yes.
0: So is that why a lot of times people end up looking like their pets? I was gonna ask a that
3: question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a very good question. I haven't correlated that, but that uh, that would make sense. <laughs> right?
1: I've been trying because to figure this energies. out my whole life.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah a mash of the energies, right? Yeah. Because their energies mm-hmm. are resonating
3: and yeah, bonding.
1: Yeah, it makes me wonder if animals are just natural energy workers. But then of course you know, that at some point it's just too much for them to take on.
3: Yes. I would say that they are natural energy workers. And, um, like my cats, uh, being a Reiki master, I have one cat that's a, a Reiki master and my other one's a Reiki too. Um, so since they're already wanting to do the healing, I've enabled them with the, the Reiki to help their own, help them clear it better and easier. I didn't even know you could do that. I did not. You know, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm so yes. getting My dog yes. certified in Reiki. <laughs> because yeah, spirit, my, uh, I have spirit and Sapphire right now. And spirit is my Reiki master because he has signed up to help me with my work in the world. Mm. And that's what I find generally when the animal, uh, always that's the animal, you know, on the level, uh, And I find the the ones that do uh, Reiki Master are the ones that are signing up for the bigger job of helping their humans with their work in the world. Mm.
1: So they're aware of what they're doing after they get attuned? That's amazing.
3: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So now does it also work the other way where humans take on their animals
3: stuff? Do you find? Um, That works to me. It, It works a little differently, but yes. Yes, because they people can be so worried and so upset that, and they're so compassionate they they take on that the the energy of their animal to help clear it. Um, there again, they've got to clear it, or they run into uh, issues with their own bodies. Right.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a parent child relationship.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, can you work on any type of animal?
3: I can. My preference is mammals and birds, mm-hmm. is what I have found, um, because I resonate more with them. Uh, my work comes from the heart, really healing. You know, really what I resonate and connect with, and so I find I have the the special bond with. The mammals and the birds, and so I have friends that work with the reptiles, and so can refer those out <laughs> very easily. <laughs> not that I can't, Snakes. but not
0: that cold-blooded you know. type. No. <laughs> yeah, can't be a snake charmer.
1: Um, so, what, what what types of issues do you work with um, or or help with on animals?
3: I work with a wide range, so uh, I will simplify it. The most common are uh, calming. So very anxious, very shy, very timid animals. I love supporting and helping them boost their confidence, helping them getting calmer and having more, being more in their power and having just better quality of life. And then the physical issues range from injury recovery to uh, aging animals. And then if they have a severe illness like cancer or kidney disease, helping them uh, live their best. Mm -hmm. And then I do help with animals at the end of life as they're, transitioning and helping their um, guardian and the person uh, communicate and bond and make sure each of them has said what they want to say to the other so that they can have that great closure and so that the instead of being traumatic it's never fun when the animal crosses over uh, because they have shorter lifespans than we do as the humans and the guardians Um, but at least I can help make it as harmonious and peaceful as it can be for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And that's so rewarding to me. And then I do have a lot of wellness uh, people that clients is the word I'm looking for <laughs> wellness clients. They come for preventative because life mm-hmm. happens. There's a lot that happens in them. Like we'll if we do a monthly session. There's a lot happens in life. And so that we just keep, keep everybody in tune and in shape so that, uh, you know, that they're living their healthiest lives all along.
1: Yeah. Is there, is there a most common issue?
3: I get a lot with the nervous and anxious. Mm. Um, And that's probably my most common because that's when the animals are acting out and the people are frustrated, they don't know what to do, and the animals, as a result, then keep acting out, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. like chewing up the rug or chewing up the couch, you know, being destructive. And they're not trying to do it out of malicious. They're just acting out of stress and mm-hmm. something's bothering them. Um, so uh, helping calm them, and, and oh, rescues are the really, that's, I guess that's the most common rescues because they carry, if they've been moved from one house to the one house, they're carrying this uncertainty throughout. And when we get that cleared, when we get that settled, they're a whole new animal because they're not reacting from a place of being scared. Or abandoned.
1: Yeah, so I guess like humans, there's the more traumatic things that animals are trying to deal with, and then just the day-to-day stresses.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I got called in with one client, Rocky a Labradoodle, whose uh, new guardian had heard about me, and she was concerned about him because he wasn't eating, he was moping, he's only a year, less than a year old. Hmm. Um, and what had happened is his guard, the previous guardian, had to get rid of him, and she was just crying when she dropped him off. Well, Rocky's confused, going, "Okay, my mom is crying. I'm over here at this new house." <laughs> you know, he was really confused. So once we had uh, got him clear, we cleared that grief because he, and his confusion, then he knew he was staying now with Heidi, uh, his new guardian, and what was happening. He started eating immediately right after the session.
0: Mm. That's great. That's wonderful. (laughs) With that, we're going to take another break, but everyone stay tuned for more Go Beyond the Veil. without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With a Skin Care Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes and fungus, don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skin Care Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com.
4: skinandmind.com. If you are struggling in your marriage, just starting out in a new
3: relationship or are single and looking to do better next time, geez, have I got great news for you.
1: Hi, we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs on KKNW 1150 AM every Thursday at 1 PM PST.
3: Yeah, come on over and join us. We'd love to connect with you over there.
1: You betcha, we'll see you soon.
0: Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. Don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook as well as Instagram, and check out our podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, we have the pleasure of having author, healer, and animal communicator, Vicki Draper, on our show.
0: So, Vicki, can you tell us how your
3: sessions go and also if they're remote? Sure. Um, The first thing I do is I have an assessment with people. It's a complimentary where we see the scope of work, what their issues are. Um, And so the sessions are typically one hour and, I do remote work. So those are on Zoom or phone. And then I do, for people that want to see me in the Seattle area in person, I work out of the Animal Healing Center, a veterinarian clinic there in Redmond, Washington. So um, they can come see me in person. And with the uh, pandemic, most people are, we're doing Zoom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a preference for Zoom or phone? Some people say that They prefer to not have the video.
3: I, well, I, I like connecting. So I like the visual of having the person and we can see each other on zoom. Um, don't have to have that because before zoom came out, I've been doing this as a profession for 21 years. So it was always only phone for all my national international clients. So, um, you know i like like i said i like the zoom but it doesn't change the or impact the work or the level of the work
0: and does the animal need to be in the room
3: no 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 i have worked with some clients where they're traveling and their animals at home and we have the session cuz they're concerned about them um, mm. the when the person when the guardian can be in the room with the animal they can see live what i'm I share what I'm working with. They can see the animal's responses and they can see the stretches or they can see the size. So they can see it working firsthand. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, in sync with what I'm sharing.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. So for you, is there any other information or anything that's different about the in person experience or it's just kind of the same, but of course, when you're in person, you get to, you get to meet the guardian and the animal.
3: I I like to think it's a personal preference because I uh so some people aren't open or comfortable with the remote. They just that's not in their belief system. So in person works perfect, <laughs> you know. Um being a feeling person, it's nice to have that tactile touch. Um that even if I'm in person and it's a feral animal, there's no touching or if they're, you know, super nervous and not comfortable with touch, then we're still in the same room, but I'm still not touching. So it's the same uh, healing technique that I'd be doing in the same room if I'm not touching as if we were on phone or Skype or, you know, not in the same area. Yeah, I guess in
1: person you get to use your other modalities too, right? Yes. Yeah.
3: Well, that's an interesting question because uh, I had a client in Calgary, Canada, and I'm in Seattle area, and her cocker spaniel fell off, Samson fell off the bed and got paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And she had been to taken Samson to the, the vet and also to acupuncture with no noticeable changes. So she was desperate. And so she's like, okay, I want to try this with you. <laughs> and within the session, within the hour, um, I could feel lots of shifts happening and i said, well, you're going to want to take him out and let him use the restroom because it's very common that they need to, you know, pee right after the session. Cause it's mm. got things moving like humans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, so she took him out and they had been having to hold up a band and carry, you know, hold up his legs because he couldn't move them. Mm-hmm. Well, he actually stood on his own and peed after that session. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I really opened up going, OK, this is a really serious physical. What I would have before thought we really need to be in person for maximum effect. But that wasn't the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: that's so that's opened up now. Yeah. Um uh, by practice with the distance with the physical issues in a big way.
1: So how many s- sessions does it usually take or do you recommend?
3: Very good question. As I, uh, spoke earlier about the assessment, I have an assessment and we can determine cause it's going to depend on the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, how long it's been going on, what type, of issue it is. And so I do the assessment so we can formulate that plan. Most cases I have uh, a three session package or program that I call either Jump Start if we're wanting to get uh, things moving or emergency. So if it's an emergency, generally three sessions is a really good uh, beginning to get things stabilized. And so,
1: is this something uh, you're this, doing like multiple times a week or is it over a period of a few weeks?
3: No, I like, well, if it's an emergency, uh, we may be doing three sessions in the one week. Generally, like if it's they're coming in as a jump start, it's all custom as we evaluate what yeah, I work I would, with them, I the imagine, cases. Uh, yeah. But so, somebody coming in that they've had a chronic issue, then I'll say, well, once a week for three weeks and then. We can evaluate, see where they are, and then we can see if we want to get on a maintenance. Um, you know, if, it depends on where they are. Some people come for the three, or maybe they'll do four, and then they've gotten their issue solved and they come back when they have an issue. I have some people that they see the benefit, and so then they keep on and they want to do like a monthly tune up. Mm forever. <laughs> you know, so I have some clients that I'm on their like fourth generation of
1: well, uh, dogs great. because oh, yeah. they see the difference and the benefit.
3: Yeah.
0: And I imagine there's things that happen like uh, you know, getting a new another pet in the household and that transition or celebrating the 4th of July.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> new triggers, right?
3: Yes, that's yes because there's always something with life and our animals are part of that. So um So, yes, it's always beneficial.
1: So is there a benefit to starting when your animal is young?
3: Absolutely. Um, Because our animals even can have issues from coming out of the birth canal. If there's been some kind of
0: Mm, trauma
3: trauma coming out, then uh, some tune-ups help. And as they're growing and maturing, they have rumbles and tumbles. And most of the bodies have their own self-healing mechanisms. It's just when there's something that impacts it that cause it to get stuck. And so we can just keep things moving and healthy so that they have more movement more freely for longer. Because the sooner we catch issues, the quicker and easier they are to heal versus something that's been there for a year or two, then, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It generally doesn't go away overnight. Mm
0: -hmm. So I would imagine depending on the issue that would um, bring forth your, whatever tool you're going to use on them as far as Reiki or cranial sacral. Is that correct?
3: Yes. So every session is custom because I uh, utilize what's best for that animal at that moment Mm -hmm. Um, and so no two sessions are the same and uh, that's what's nice to have an arsenal of tools in my you know skill set to use what is going to be most effective at that time Mm -hmm.
0: so when you're performing reiki on the animal are you working on their chakras
3: yes (laughs) um And how uh, is that
0: different than working you know, than doing have, raking on an animal?
3: Yeah, you know, they
1: have the same amount.
3: <laughs> same amount with Reiki on the no, people No, as they have the same animals.
1: amount of chakras. They have like 14 chakras.
3: <laughs> they have the Time seven primary seven. that we have,
0: <laughs> 49.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> in the physical body Cause yes, depending on what system you look at, we, as people have more chakras and animals have more chakras, just like we have chakras in our hands, they have chakras in their paws. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, so yes, and working with the Reiki, with the people, it's a little different than working with the Reiki, with the animals, because um, our animals They're just, they don't have the prefrontal cortex. So they don't have the ego. They don't have the constant chatter in their heads that we as people do. Mm. And then that's what we hold in our body because of that. Because we hold on longer to things that impact us. And so um, with people and their chakras, it takes longer to clear and heal the person for a similar issue that an animal would have.
1: Yeah. I'm curious. Do animals think the same way that humans do? I mean, I know animals have emotion. Are they just very reactionary?
3: They well, because they don't have the ego. Their their brain just doesn't have that. They are always in the here and now they, so they don't run tapes. Like somebody made them mad over and over Or, you know, they're not obsessing of, did I say something right? You know, so like when an animal growls, they know it's for the immediate action, not from something that happened two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: They're not comparing themselves to other
3: (laughs) poodles, right? And so, (laughs) so there's a whole simpler, you know, system in them. So it's
1: uh, that sounds nice.
0: Yeah, they must they shift a lot faster. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so they shift faster and I love communicating with them because it's direct and clear. Mm -hmm. You don't ever have to second guess because with people, we say things and we may not really mean it and we (laughs) always are having to decipher that, you know, and then with animals, it's always clear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I love that with them because it is, it's like, so it's so easy. It's like, oh, okay, I understand. Okay. Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I have so many questions, but, but we'll, we'll, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll come back to that. So um, can you turn this gift on and off?
3: I can. And I've had to, uh, once I learned to do that, that's actually <laughs> been so much better for my own health and well-being. Um, well, uh, and, well, and how
1: do you do that? How do you turn it off?
3: I made a conscious decision. Mm. So once I learned learned about it, learned how it was working with my body, learned uh, well, how to open and close the chakras or the clairs that are receiving the information, life changer. Because instead of getting all this information all the time and then having anxieties that weren't even mine. Mm. And when I closed it off, I'm like, oh, wow that wasn't even mine. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wow. Okay. So it was, uh, and if I'm, you know, if I would get tired, I would have to rest. And then one day I was going back to rest and all of a sudden I did a clearing instead. I felt so much better. And so I'm like, okay, I was, I was having to rest cause I was carrying something that wasn't even mine. And that was just a game changer. Um, So you're clearing, and then
0: are you also just setting up some sort of energetic boundary?
3: Yes. So I'm setting up the boundaries, and I'm also uh, educating my own body, like I said, with the Mm clairs, to open and close them. So open them in a session when that's the divine time to be using them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and uh, closing them so that in the normal world with... You can go uh, to the zoo. <laughs> yes, I can have a normal life that, and not be, you know, taxed by it. Right. Like, uh, yeah. So can everyone communicate with animals? Yes. My belief is yes. If they, if a person really desires it, they can. So as I'm talking about turning on and off my clairs and working with them, we're working with the clairs. So we're letting, helping the people educate, where their strongest clairs are which is they're going to be their strongest way to connect with the animals and understand the animals and what they're saying um and so it's a muscle so you just build it and so once and it's also then building up the confidence with it
0: so if people aren't familiar what clairs are what would you say is the first step in trying to communicate
3: well, the first step—you don't even have to know what the word clear is or what they are. That's a very good. I love this question because I just say, "Calm your mind." And one way that's you can get as close to connecting as you can is out in nature,
0: hmm.
3: because nat- nature is just a natural opening for us. Get away from our technology. Get away from, you know, the chatter, and just get in touch with. Yourself and nature, and that just starts opening, opening the ways for your body to uh, get in touch with what it's going on. So, calming your mind. <laughs> I like That's that. Short answer is calming your mind. <laughs> Easy way is to do that is to get in nature and you start opening things. <laughs> right. Awesome.
0: Well, with that, we're going to take another break, but everyone, stick around for more. Go beyond the veil.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com.
3: protection.
4: Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multi-dimensional channeler and intuitive medium to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com.
0: Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter.
1: And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. If you're just joining us today, we have the pleasure of having author, healer, and animal communicator, Vicky Draper on our show. Okay, Vicky. So you teach animal communication as well. Uh, when did you decide to do that? And what does that look like?
3: Okay, I started that about three or four years ago. Um, and I do that over Zoom and actually, Sorry, take that back. I started it in person with an all day event out on a farm where you could be out in nature. And then when COVID came along, I shifted that to Zoom so that I could continue teaching that. And so instead of it being an all day class now, it's seven one hour weekly classes for seven weeks. Um, and right now, I typically do it on one evening. Uh, you know Tuesday or Wednesday so doing it that way so then we practice we have homework or suggested homework you know to keep building and then by the end it's so fun to see the growth <laughs> in the students and I've had some that wanted to just keep working I mean keep doing it so I created a 201 class where we went even deeper and the people even shifted even more. Uh, so it's always fun as a teacher to watch the students blossom and really get the hang of it. Cause mm-hmm. that's my goal as a teacher is to let them personally find their best way of communicating and to strengthen the confidence and to strengthen it.
1: Are, are most people wanting to do that just so they can learn to communicate with their animal better or do they?
3: Or well. their
0: partner. <laughs> <laughs> might be an animal. But... Or, or are they
1: doing it just because they want to get into the same type of work that you're doing, or is it just both?
3: The, the students so far that I've had have mainly wanted to do it with their animals. I do have, uh, I am very open to helping people if they want to get into it and in doing what I do, you mm-hmm. know, like what I do. Um, and so... I imagine even just being a zoologist, right?
0: I mean, think of the benefits. Yeah, that, right?
3: well, see, to me, yeah, vets, anybody vets, that yeah. works with animals, pet sitters, uh, you know, dog walkers, anybody, it's beneficial
0: mm-hmm.
3: because there's that language barrier. And when we get that language connected, you know, life is just much easier for both the person and the animal.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're- you're able to actually understand your animal a lot more through getting information versus just their physical cues.
0: Yes. (laughs) So can you share briefly a healing story with us?
3: Yes. Uh, My best animal communication story or most uh, to me was uh, a a few years ago, I had a seven-year-old cat named Mickey who uh had a liver disease where the liver was eating itself and it ended up in the ICU Kitty ICU in Santa Fe. That's where he lived. And he was young to be having, you know, this kind of issue. But he and so he was on feeding tubes. He was just getting weaker and weaker and Mickey told me, well, he was going to get better and go home. And his guardian is like, I don't see it. The vets don't see it. The vets are starting to talk about, let's, you know, euthanize them, you know, it's, that it's getting time. And I said, well, Mickey's adamant. And I said, I'm not one that likes to promote life just to, to have life, it, what, you know, what, I expected to be quality, you know, want it to be quality if we're going to work with an animal, not just keep them alive to suffer. And so I said, give him two days. I said, because he says it. And so I went to doing healing work. And that's that's my cue is when the animal tells me, I know it's true. Because mm-hmm. I had another one that was paralyzed and that's only gave it 15% chance of walking. And he did. He walked again. <laughs> a mm-hmm. sheave. A sheave. Okay. So anyway, because she told me. So when the animals tell me, you know, I know it's true. So, okay. In this case, Mickey... Uh, so I was working with Mickey and then I can remember that same energy I had with my kitten when I was a child came in with Mickey so I could feel the turning point. And right after that, Mickey did rebound. He did go home. And, you know, so to me, I had to take the stand for the animal because the person's like, I don't see it. The vet's like, I don't see it. You know, and I said, well, Mickey's adamant. Mickey is sure. I'm sure it can happen. <laughs>
1: Well, that's great that they took your advice. Yeah. (laughs) So what do you hope for the future of animal communication?
3: Oh, well, animals would be so much happier, and the people too, if if this language became more well-known and well-used. Because our animals aren't trying to make us mad. They're not trying to do something out of spite. They're just reacting and behaving to a stressful environment or whatever their issue is. And once we get it resolved, they're happier. So then we're happier. Exactly.
0: (laughs) So so Vicki, how can our listeners learn more about you and book a session?
3: Okay, well, they can visit my website, which is healingyouranimal.com. The healing is spelled dot Y-O-U-R-A-N-I-M-A-L.com. And on there, there's a way to, uh, say, contact us, and you can sign up for the assessment. And once we have the assessment and see, you know, what your issues are, we'll schedule the session and... um, Get your communication and healing needs met. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for being here today, yeah, Vicky.
0: thanks for all
1: of your time.
0: Oh, my pleasure. This was fun. <laughs> and thank you to Eric, our super-duper producer, you the listener, KKNW, KBKW, as well as Cape Town Zone Radio.
1: Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil, anywhere you can find podcasts.
0: You can find me at Setter.com.
1: You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 to 3 p.m. and on every second Sunday on KBKW at 12 to 1 p.m. for more Go Beyond the Veil where we, we make spiritual
0: sense. Peach Buzz is great, if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin & Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com, S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.
2: A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com.